Good to have you here with us on this Friday, a long, long weekend. Uh, this this headline got buried, but it should not, because Ontario colleges and universities must put a policy in place to develop a strong free speech policy, or the Ford government says it will cut funding. And this is something he campaigned on. And whether it's Jordan Peterson or Lindsay Shepard, we have uh, seen this growing spasm of intolerance to differing views on school campuses. I mean, of course... Critics will chalk this up to a far-right issue because apparently wanting students to have varying opinions instead of a leftist indoctrination, apparently that's a far-right thing. Instead of what it actually is, which is a very closed-off and one-sided conversation, which has been getting worse. And white, why might those on the left see this as a right issue? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's those on the right who are being silenced all the time. And it's not just controversial speakers who are being, you know, kicked out of campuses. It's anyone on the right who may not agree with pronouns or agree with, you know, anything that they don't agree with. They want them gone. And naturally, the left has been triggered by this, saying that it opens the door to hate speech on campuses. Albeit, I do not recall too much outrage when, you know, Ryerson University, I mean, didn't they hold a white privilege, you know, thing this summer? I don't even know if whites were allowed to go to it. But, you know, some will argue forcing free speech is not speech that's free at all. But that's not what this is about, because if it were for telling universities what the policy is, then that would be one thing. But what he is saying is there's got to be a policy in place. Isn't university and college where you want exploration of ideas? freedom to debate. Let's bring in someone who has been speaking out about this. He happens to be a professor at Wilfrid Laurier University. Professor David Haskell joins me now. Professor, what's your view on what the premier has introduced as far as, you know, universities and colleges will be punished if they don't get a framework for free speech? Is he on the right track? Uh, This is a fantastic uh, first step toward ensuring that we're going to have more free expression, more free inquiry on our university campuses. And uh, I think that they've hit all the right notes with this policy. They're, they're following the guideline that's put out by the University of Chicago. Uh, it's called typically the Chicago Statement for Free Expression. And it's really considered the gold standard for free expression on campus. So they couldn't have done much better than that. And the fact that they're going to give some teeth to the enforcement by tying it to uh, funding, I think that's brilliant. Well, clearly then you must be alt-right, far-right, or racist because the left, you know, if you listen to what they're saying, they're, they're saying that clearly forced speech is now what the, the premier's doing. Uh, not at all. Not at all. What the left... And I say that in jest, of course. Uh, no, of course. And what the left, uh, the current left, is failing to realize is that the reason that any group today, whether it's uh, LGBTQ, um, people of color... The reason that they have the rights that they do under law is because of freedom of expression. Right. And, and freedom of expression is always, always good, but it's even better for the marginalized because it allows them to state their position and to persuade the public, which we've seen has happened in our country time and again. And it's when you suppress freedom of expression that you're going to lead to authoritarianism, totalitarianism and and really civil discord or uh, civil destruction 
You teach at, you know, ironically, the one university, I think, that's put really this issue on the map. It's been brewing for a number of years, but you teach at Sir Wilfrid Laurier. And what has the climate become like there um, on the issue of free speech? It certainly, uh, it was a forced issue. A lot of people will be familiar with the Lindsay Shepard scandal that brought the issue to a head. She was the grad student who uh, was brought before an ad hoc tribunal because she'd shared in a classroom, she was a TA, uh, a video of Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. It, was, it yep. was him speaking on, on the agenda, and she was told that um, she'd committed, uh, she'd broken a number of policies related not only to federal legislation, but even university legislation, and all this was false, incidentally. Later, the university had to apologize. But the point was, the, the two professors and the administrator from the Diversity and Equity Office were recorded, and it was shown the extent to which they bullied this young woman and, and lied to her and falsely accused her. And, it be, and then people became aware of just what is happening in our universities. And I've heard people say, listen, there's not a crisis of free expression. That was a one-off. And that is just ridiculous. That was a very highly publicized case. But at my university alone, for example, uh, within the last two years, we had um, a woman, uh, a female lawyer, Daniel Robitaille. She had represented John Kameshi. Mm-hmm. She was yep. going to come and speak on our campus. The, the, criminal, uh, the criminology students were having her in to speak, not even about the, geo, uh, the Gomeshi chi- trial, but she was going to speak about being a woman in the law, a very empowering presentation. But a group of students who were inspired by a group of professors protested, saying that if she came onto campus, it would make the campus unsafe. Mm. And as a result, that was canceled. Yeah. We had another example. We had a pro-life... And that was a lost opportunity, big time. It's, it certainly time. was. Yeah. And the thing about it... My administration did nothing. In fact, the Diversity Equity Office only extended their support to the group of protesters, Mm -hmm. not to the criminology students who had suffered the loss of trying to organize this event for months. So so there was another example. We had a a pro-life group called LifeLink, and they don't do anything that is uh, harassment. They don't use graphic pictures. They are, are strictly about conversation. Well, there's another example. We, we had uh, them, they did a display, they put pink and blue flags in the ground, and several groups organized by, I, I guess they, were, they would have been pro-choice uh, groups, they came and they vandalized their display. Well, when the student union got hold of it, it was the pro-life group that was sanctioned. Yeah. Of course. Again, for making the campus unsafe, when indeed they hadn't. I mean, and then there's the Lindsay Shepard scandal. We've had uh, speakers where they couldn't speak because of protesters, and the university has done nothing to, to stop the protesting. On top of that, and I'm sorry, I mean, this is, this is an issue that is just so close to my heart, but my university now charges groups uh, security fees as a means of censoring speakers from the right or libertarian, uh, libertarian views. Right. I mean, it, it's just, 
Is there a crisis of free speech on our campuses? You bet there is. But this policy is a real corrective. Yeah, I hope it is. And I encourage, uh, I'm, I'm encouraged by it because the left will say that this is only a far right problem. Well, it is a problem for the right because, you know, people like Christy Blatchford have been run out of uh, talking engagements. Uh, you know, of course, Ann Coulter, people like that who are, are inflammatory. But it's because the left don't get shut down. So, yes, it's not a problem for them. The left do not get shut down. We've got really good evidence out of the U.S. Nobody's done the study here in Canada. But uh, some fellows who uh, are scholars out of the U.S., they posted their their data and their study to Heterodox Academy, which is run by a guy named Jonathan Haidt. He's a social psychologist. Anyway, they looked at the number of disruptions, whether it was verbal disruptions or physically violent disruptions, that have happened in the United States in about the last 10 years. And over 90% of those disruptions were left-leaning speakers who were shutting down libertarian or conservative presenters. So we had the protesters on the left shutting down the people on the right to the 90 percentile. This is strictly, or or virtually, sorry, a left phenomenon where they're not allowing people to speak. Yeah, it's it's hard to think that in 2018 this is the direction we're going and that the fact that we have to fight to get back uh, to just being able to say and have ideas. But again, we're at a point, I think, Professor, that uh, even in talk radio, I'm very, I hedge and I'm nervous about what I say because I never know when that complaint's going to come in. Well, and, and part of this is uh, a lot of university professors, especially those in the arts and the humanities, are trying to redefine what hate speech is. Right. And, and they're really successful in convincing students that hate speech is equivalent to feeling offended. And, and that is simply not the case. I mean, in Canada, we have very, uh, very good, clear legislation on what hate speech is, and it's codified in our criminal code under Section 318 and 319, and it says, listen, if you uh, advocate physical violence against an identifiable group, that's hate speech, right? So we're clear, and I am saying I am against hate speech 100%, but also that in, in conjunction with the rulings of the Supreme Court show us that if somebody says something in good faith or empirically backed and is done civilly, that is never considered hate speech. It's never been brought up on charges. But you'd hear, if you talk to my colleagues, they tell you, oh, no, that's hate speech. And, in fact, we have, we have evidence, evidence of that in their op-eds that they write. It's really a distortion of the truth. Yeah. Well, should we place a wager now as to when this gets into a human rights court? <laughs> it, it won't be long. And <laughs> I was talking with... Um, uh, Lindsay Shepard about yeah. this just today, and uh, she was the grad student yep. in the the midst of the controversy. Yeah, who who was ironically on the left at that point. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly, and still is quite centrist and left yeah. in most things. But uh, I was saying to her, well, what do you think about this new policy? And she noted that it could even cause more problems because it's going to give students a false sense where they'll be willing to speak out in class, yeah. right? And they'll be protected insofar as they can say things that uh, may be a little bit uh, politically incorrect. But then she said, we still have on the books, for instance, at my university, Laurier, we've got a gendered and sexual violence policy that will still get you uh, brought up on charges within, within the university system. For example, if I were to say as a student, say I'm in a biology class or a sociology class, and I said something like, I really think that uh, a man and a woman together uh, as a parental couple is the best thing that you could do for children, 
you know, sort of an innocuous statement. And let's say someone in that class was offended by that because they felt that you were committing heterosexism. Yeah. And heterosexism, incidentally, is codified in our gendered and sexual violence policy at Wilfrid Laurier. It doesn't say what it is, but it says that you can't do it. Well, if this student feels offended, they could then bring that, uh, that complaint against the other student who was just saying something that was fairly innocuous. And so we, we don't know how it's going to play out in that regard because we still have these policies on the books. There's going to definitely be uh, some friction in that, in that area. Yeah, well, we'll definitely keep an eye on it, but I thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for the time. Thank you. That is uh, Professor David Haskell, who if you are at, you know, if you're at Wilfrid Laurier University, you should be taking his course because he gets it. He gets it. And I don't just say it'll be a human rights case. This will, go, this will become a charter challenge. Let's just put some money on it right now.